John 1, 35 through 42. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following, and he asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent, spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had, what John had said and who followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which, when translated, is Peter. When I was in college, my favorite professor, one of my favorite professors, actually didn't do a whole lot of lecturing, which is probably why they were one of my favorite professors. Uh, what they did was this other teaching style where they, they mostly started off the class period by asking a question, and then you together kind of asked the class, I mean, it was a question they knew you didn't have a clear answer to, and then as a class, you kind of uh, looked at the different things around that and kind of figured out the subject, and it's this wonderful way of teaching. I don't know if you've ever uh, been able to sit with someone like that. Often it's not teachers or professors. Sometimes it's like a wise grandparent or something where they'll, they'll ask you a question, and then in that question, it's, there's the simple answer, and then there's so many deeper levels that, that maybe it sticks with you. Maybe you think about it a week later, a month later, several years later, and you still are kind of uh, gathering wisdom from it. Uh, and I'm really excited because we're entering into this new sermon series, and I don't know if everyone realizes it that goes to churches, but pastors have favorite sermon series uh, and favorite sermons. And it's not just like, oh, that one was easy. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's, it's often the opposite ones, where it's like, that one took a little more time, it was a little more challenging, but it, but it was something I really wanted to dive into. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about this series. I think this is going to be one of my favorite ones. And it's called Questions Jesus Asked. You see, as we look through the Gospels, as we look through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we, we hear many things of Jesus' teaching, many different styles in which he teaches his followers. There's, there's sometimes sermon kind of teaching where he just tells them what he wants them to know. Uh, other times people are following him and he tells stories and, and we call these parables and there's these, these powerful stories that get you to think much deeper uh, than, the, than they initially appear. But then one of the, the main ways that Jesus actually teaches his followers is by asking questions. It happens a lot. And, and I have several different uh, Bible highlighters and I like to go through when I'm reading the Gospels and highlight when there's a question. Because it often just uh, points to something much deeper than what's going on right in that text. It points to an issue of the heart. It points to an issue of, of what's actually going on, motivations, and, and what inspires you. So uh, I've gathered seven of those questions that Jesus asked, and we're going to go through it the next several weeks, seven weeks. Um, and uh, I think it'll be really good. And again, it gets at something deeper than the original setting. It's important to look at wh why Jesus asked it, what was going on, 
uh, what was going on with his followers or who he was encountering. Uh, but there's so much more, I think, for each one of us as we dig in. And really, questions have this ability to do that, right? They can get at our deeper motivations, our, our true intentions. Uh, I jokingly say, um, you know, we have little kids at home. And sometimes little kids will come up to you with the sweetest little smile and the sweetest little voice. And they'll say, Daddy, I just love you. And you're like, oh, it just melts your heart. And then you think somewhere like, okay, what do you want? What? You're, you're, sometimes they say that out of niceness, but it's not normally in this voice. There's a certain voice that means, Daddy, I'm trying to manipulate you right now. And, and Daddy, I've noticed that there's still some Halloween candy. And I could really use some M&Ms. Uh, but it doesn't take a whole lot of questioning of the kid to find out what their true motives are, right? I mean, they come before you and say, oh, you know, how can I help you? And instantly, it's all about me. It's all about things that they want. It's all about their own motivations. And it, it doesn't take a whole lot of questions before what's really going on inside them is revealed. And I think we get a lot of that uh, in Scripture. We get a lot of that with Jesus' teachings. So we get times where he just says these little short phrases and it exposes so much and can leave us uh, in a new place. So our question for today comes from the text that was just read for you. Uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. And it's the question of what are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you seeking after? What fuels you? What is your motivation? See, some 2,000 years ago, we read in Scripture, in today's text, that Jesus asked this question of two men who first started following him. Here in the Gospel of John, we read about uh, Andrew, and, and many people think the other man was James, the brother of John, the Gospel writer. So we read about Andrew and James and their very first encounter with Jesus. Here we get a little more insight than in some of the other Gospels. We learn that Andrew and James uh, don't just totally come out of nowhere and enter into the Gospel scene. They're actually followers of John the Baptist. So they've been following John the Baptist. They've been learning from him. And one day, we hear that Jesus passes by. And John the Baptist says in a voice loud enough for Andrew and James to hear, look, the Lamb of God. You see, John's whole message was that someone greater than him was going to come. Someone truly worth following. Someone truly worth seeking after. So, of course, Andrew and James, when they hear John say this about Jesus, here is the Lamb of God, they they stop following John and they start following after Jesus. But there's no relationship yet. There's just two guys following after one guy who's walking down the street. And Jesus turns around to them and he asks them this question. In some translations it says, what do you want? In other translations it says, what are you looking for? So what are they looking for? 
Well, John the Baptist had been speaking of the one who would be greater than himself. And of course, he pointed at Jesus, like I said, and he says, there is the Lamb of God. Now, it's funny to see how the men actually answer, because they don't really answer. They kind of skirt the question. They say, where are you staying? Well, that doesn't really answer the question of what are you looking for? Where are you staying? Let's let's, uh, start at a different place. That, That question might be a little too much right now. But we can tell uh, just a little bit later in the same passage who they were looking for. They are looking for the Messiah. They are looking for this promised king that was going to come, uh, that was talked about in the Old Testament. And we can see that clearly because it says one of the first things they did, this is verse 41, the first thing that Andrew did was find his brother Simon. And he told him, we have found the Messiah. That's what they're looking for. They found Jesus, and and they've been looking for the Messiah, and they they hear that it's the Lamb of God, and they start seeking after him. Now, they don't know what this is going to mean for their lives. They don't know that this is going to be the first day in a very long journey. They don't know that they are going to literally become men from this moment on um, who are going to write things and who are going to teach and who are going to quite honestly change the entire world. But they're looking to seek after one who is greater than them, that gives them some purpose, that gives them some, some reason in life. But I think this question is just as strong for us. What are you looking for? You know, in our time, many people, they have have different answers to this. You know, what are you looking for? Maybe I'm looking for success. Or I'm looking for happiness, and whatever that means. I'm looking to be respected. I'm looking for love. I'm looking for financial security. Or I'm looking for good health. Or maybe I'm looking for inner peace. Or maybe you look inside and you say, I don't even know what I'm looking for. (laughs) I'm I'm looking for something, but I don't even know what it is. I'm unsure. it's, it's a mystery to even me. Andrew and James here, they didn't know exactly what they were looking for. They had some idea. They, they knew from Old Testament texts. They knew from uh, times they spent with John the Baptist, they, they knew a number of things about what this Messiah was going to be, but they didn't know what it was going to mean for their lives. They didn't know exactly what was, what was going to happen here. They had heard stories about this Messiah since they were young boys. But one day they saw, they were with John, and, and and Jesus came by and he said, there's the Lamb of God. And, and they knew at that moment that their greater calling was to leave this one that they had been following and to seek after Jesus. 
to follow him, to learn from him. There's this uh, Christian pastor, his name is John Jorgensen. Uh, If you ever want to look him up, he has great videos online, kind of spoken word, kind of poetry kind of stuff often. Um, And they're really great, and he has one that is called, What Are You Looking For? I'm going to read it for you here, and it gets to so much more. It gets below the surface to where we're all at. So again, this is, What Are You Looking For? When you look out the window, what are you looking for? As you drive by, the world flies by. And you know what? It feels so familiar. To be searching for God knows what. Or at least you hope he does. Because even with so much to see outside, inside, you have no idea what you seek. What are you looking for? When you open your phone and you scroll through your feed, what are you looking for? Are you looking to be inspired or are you looking to compare? Are you looking to get liked? Or are you looking to be loved? For something that gives life? Or something that keeps you numb for just a little bit longer? Are you actually looking to be fed? Or only led to believe that you will feel full and instead leave every time still starving. When you look at your friends, what are you looking for? Are you looking to impress or are you looking to invest? Are you looking to be well-liked? Or are you looking to love well? Are you looking just for skimming the surface of shallow relationships? Or are you looking for the deep dive into true unity of real community? What are you looking for when you look at your future? Are you looking with fear or are you looking through faith? Are you looking to climb higher or are you looking to go deeper? More surrender or more success? Greater trust or greater stress? Are you looking for the next thing for you? Or are you looking for the new thing from God? 
When you look to God, what are you looking for? Are you looking to prove yourself? Are you looking to measure up? Are you looking to show how good you are? Or to experience how great He is? Are you looking for the good gifts that God can give? Or someone who can give you what you want? Or are you searching for more? Are you searching for someone who can show you who you truly are? When you go to church, what are you looking for? Are you looking to get something or are you looking to give yourself? Are you looking for a good feeling or an encounter with God? Are you just looking for more insight, for more information, for more inspiration? Are you looking to know all the answers? Or are you looking to be known in the middle of your question? Are you looking for a way to get to heaven or for a way to get heaven here? When you look in the mirror, what are you looking for? Are you looking for things to fix? All the times that you have fallen short? All the ways you're not enough? Are you just looking for mistakes? Or are you looking for a grace that covers mistakes? Are you looking for someone you can at least like? Or are you looking at someone who is truly loved? What are you looking for? Again, these questions, they have this ability to dive so much deeper than often we're comfortable. They have the ability to, to get into truly who we are, to our motivations, to, to what's going on inside of us. I just love this list. What are you looking for when you open your phone? What are you looking for when you look at your friends? What are you looking for when you look to your, your future? What are you looking for when you look to God? What are you looking for when you go to church? What are you looking for when you look in the mirror? 
I picture each one of us walking on this path with, with Jesus in front of us, and, and we've been following him, and we know a good deal about him, but we, we don't quite personally know him yet. And he turns around, and he looks at you. And he says, what are you looking for? Why are you following me? And I question how, how many of us have real solid answers. What would we say? You're, you're following after him. And he turns around and says, why, why are you following me? What are you looking for? What's your motivation here? What do you want to get out of this? Are you looking for grace? Are you looking for love? When you look to Jesus, are you looking to the one who can cover all of your sins? The one who can truly forgive you? Are you looking for a savior? Are you looking for the only one who can rescue you? When these men so long ago started following Jesus, he turned and he said that question, what are you looking for? And, and they really had only one answer. They were looking for him. They had been looking for him since, since they were little kids. Since they started hearing the stories of who he would be, they had been seeking after him. And now he was there and now he was in front of them. They were looking to follow him. Not just in this moment, but for a lifetime. They were looking to live life alongside him. To never depart from him. To learn a new way to live in their world. To learn a new way to love. To learn a new way to, to serve others. It seems pretty clear in the text what they were looking for. They were, they were looking for Jesus. And while the rest of their life looked drastically different, I think most of them would say this was the best day of their life. This was the best moment of their life where they, where they stopped seeking after what they had been and they started seeking after Jesus. They started following after him, and they started learning from him, and he started transforming who they were from the inside through relationships and through love. So, Like I said in the beginning, I'm excited about this series. I think there's so many deep things here as we look at these questions. Some um, will be a little more convicting than others. I'll just be honest with you. I can't change scripture. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Sometimes Jesus will say things like, why do you look for the speck of dust in your brother's eye and ignore the plank in your own? Or sometimes Jesus will ask questions like, why do you harbor 
evil thoughts within your heart? Why do you put up with those thoughts? Why do you feed them? Why do you continue to have them? But then there's other weeks where Jesus will ask questions like, why do you worry? Why are you so concerned? But for today, with this question of what are you looking for? I'm not so sure looking for anything other than Jesus is worth looking for. I'm not so sure it's even worth your time to seek after anything else. Because there's only one way that that we can become right with God. There's only one way that our, our sins can be covered. That we can be in a new relationship with our Creator. And it's through being in a relationship with with Jesus, through following him, through seeking after him and accepting his love and what he has done on behalf of us.